Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will finish up his message, which is titled Progress Report. This message was from the broader Bear Fruit series and gives us an opportunity to reflect on the progress we've made so far. Pastor Chuck was preaching this message out of Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Please turn to Romans 12 right now if you have your Bibles, and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck as he goes back to a story from his time in his accounting class. So family, this has immense purposes. So we're going to look back at the first verse again. And what I pulled in from the last time, I just want to bring in the same point. I want you to hear the apostles plea. I want you to hear my plea for you as the shepherd of this house, as the under shepherd to the great shepherd, as the one who is seeking to serve you as the lead servant of this house. Do you hear me urging and pleading you because I care about your soul so much less about your gifts, much more about your soul. I'm urging you, my brother. I'm urging you, my sister. Seek holiness. The goal for your life is holiness. So would you, my brother, by the, in view of the mercies of God, present yourself as a living sacrifice? This is great news. In view of the mercy, can you look at the mercy of God again? He doesn't deal with you as your sins deserve. Can you just rest in that for a second? Can you understand that mercy, again, is an extension and expression of love, of God's love for us? And it is a characteristic of the one true and living God, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Do you understand that? Do you understand that that he could have that he could have punished us. He could have wiped us away again. But because of the surpassing love that he had for us, God, rich in mercy, rescued us, saved us, and made us alive with Christ Jesus, and now seated us in the heavenly places according to Ephesians chapter 2. In view of that mercy, that while you were in your rebellion, Christ died for the ungodly. Can, can, can you receive that in this moment? Can, can you rest in that in this moment? Can you thank God for that in this moment? Can you bless him and can you thank him for doing what only this great God is well able to do? Can you help him and thank, can you bless him, excuse me, <laughs> and can you, can you help him to help you by presenting yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your true and proper worship. Listen, I know that um, being in class, um, and that, excuse me, I know that while I was in that accounting class, right, I had to live a sacrificial life in this moment in order to obtain the goal. What I had to do was I had to make adjustments. I had to, one, I had to communicate with my wife in that time. Our our, our boys were still in school and we had to make adjustments to schedule. I had to make sure that I was positioning myself in a way to still serve my family while also maintaining what I needed to do 
um, in order to pass the class. So we had to live sacrificially, had to make adjustments. That was more time. There were things that I just could not be a part of. There were things that I just not was able to do. There were things that I just could not uh, uh, um, focus on because I needed to obtain the goal of success by completing this class. And family, in like manner, it's going to cause you, right, this, as I asked the Holy Spirit to, to do an examination on us, as I asked him for that, I also, I want you to know and understand, family, that there are sacrifices that you're going to have to make on this journey. In order to obtain holiness, there's a sacrifice that you're going to have to make, and that sacrifice starts with you. It starts with you making a decision that I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. Are those not the two commandments that Jesus summed up the whole law in? He said the first one is you should love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is like unto the first, you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's going to require you to be a living sacrifice. And you know what the beautiful thing about being a living sacrifice is? We're not dead. Because Christ, as I just mentioned, Christ has made us alive with Christ Jesus. So because of that, we're living. And we need to remember that. We need to rest in him uh, because that's how much he loves us. He didn't love, he, he, he could have left us in our dead, polluted and blood state. But God, so rich in mercy, saw us in that state. And that's what I love what one pastor said. God sees you as you are, saves you as you are, but never leaves you as you are. So when you come to him being a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your true and proper worship family, you receive the blessing not only of his mercy, but also his grace, his divine strength, his, his, his divine favor to be able to continue to help you to keep on keeping on, baby, as the church mothers would say. So here's a question I want to ask you as we're thinking about the school context and we're doing like a, a progress report on ourselves. What grade would you give yourself as being a living sacrifice for Christ? How would you grade yourself? This is between you and the Holy Spirit in this moment. How would you grade yourself? It's a real question that we need to look at. How would you grade yourself? Listen, I love this quote here uh, that I came across in my study. Um, listen to this. He says, watch this. He says, the goal of human freedom is not in freedom itself, nor is it in man, but in God. By giving man freedom, God has yielded to man a piece of his divine authority, but with the intention that man himself would voluntarily bring it as a sacrifice to God, a most perfect offering. Listen to that again. He says, with the goal of human freedom, all of us in some way, shape or form are striving for freedom. If I can just get the right degree. If I can have the right opportunity, I can make the right money. I can set myself up for what eventually we said freedom. I can make my own rules. I can live according to my own schedule, my own timeline. I can go about it my own way. We're all seem to be striving for that in various different ways for some of the children. If I could just get one hour away from these kids. Some of us, I could just get one hour away from this spouse. Some of you might be saying, if I could just get one hour away from these voices in my head. 
freedom. But what I learned according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, for freedom, Christ has set us free. So do not be ensnared again, entangled again to a yoke of bondage. So what this gentleman is saying, by giving man freedom, God has yielded to man a piece of his divine authority. But he had the intention that man himself would voluntarily bring it as a sacrifice to God, a most perfect offering. In other words, will you lean not to your own understanding? That's what Proverbs 3 tells us. Would you acknowledge him in all your ways so he can direct your paths? Will you choose him? Above over all things, does your heart still hunger and thirst and want to taste and see that the Lord is good? That's what he's calling. When you be a living sacrifice, what you're saying is to God, I, as the hymn writer says, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Because I remember and I reflect on you sur- that you gave your all. You surrendered your all. You said, nevertheless, Lord, if there's any way that this can go down, this salvation, this rescuing of a rebellious people, if there's any way that this could go down, let this cup pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but the will of the Father, let that be done. Let that be done. So family, If Jesus Christ, who is God, he chose to die for each and every one of us. Wouldn't the best thing we could offer to him is all of ourselves. That's part of your question for your progress report. It's part of your question for your progress report. Um, When you think about offering, um, I love how uh, nowadays uh, students uh, or athletes, student athletes, I should say, especially as early as eighth grade, they're now being recruited. And these colleges, universities, they're coming and they're making offers. They're making offers so early in advance. You know, you typically wouldn't get offers until maybe some, maybe your 10th grade year. Sometimes really you would get junior year, whether, whether it's, whether it's uh, 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 academics now, they're coming out to children. If they're watching the progression of children in school and they're seeing that these, that these kids are, 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 you know, on these uh, weighted scales now, or scales now, they're, they're 5.0 or they're 4.7 or whatever, and they're seeing that these students have, uh, um, they're, they're in their communities, they're serving, and they have like this, this resume that they're building and showing that they're becoming model uh, citizens, that they want to be productive citizens of our society. And these uh, schools, these academic institutions, uh, these athletic institutions and the like, they're approaching these students earlier and earlier, and they're making them these offers. And they're saying, hey, you match our brand. You uphold our mission and our values. We want you to come and add value to us. And in like manner, family, that's how we should be. Jesus has already, (laughs) he's established the brand and the standard. And he offered himself up as a living sacrifice. And his arms are still wide open, offering for you to come in all who are heavy laden and burdened and allow me to give your soul's rest. His offer 
is still on the table for you to receive his rest. As I just mentioned, according to uh, Matthew chapter 11, to receive his provision, according to Matthew uh, chapter six, to receive his protection, according to Psalm 91, to receive his uh, um, love, according to John chapter three. And there's so many things that the Lord wants to offer you. His offer is still on the table. So the question I want to ask you as we're looking at this uh, a spiritual progress report, are you still the offer that is on the table for the Lord? Are you still the offer that is on the table for the Lord? That's what, as we're closing out this series uh, of thinking about uh, um, a renewed mind, having our minds renewed, this is one of the ways we're able to see, have we made progress in that area? Out of all that you have endured, listen, just these four months of loan of the year 21, are you still the offer on the table for the Lord. Is that a question that we need to ask ourselves? Because Jesus, being fully God and fully man, offered all of himself to rescue and redeem us. And his offer to love you, to lead you, to guide you, to hold you, to help you, to heal you, to restore you, to renew your mind, all of him, those offers, that offer is still on the table. Because in Christ Jesus, all of the promises of God are yes and amen in him. He fulfilled it all for us. And so can you, through all of that, just in that moment, can you hear him calling you and urging you, present yourself to me. Offer yourself to me as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your true and proper worship. Now let's go into verse two. Verse two. Verse two reads, my brothers and sisters, it says this, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve, be able to test, excuse me, and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Then by testing, as the English Standard Version said, then by testing, you may be able to discern what is the will of God. Some of us, family, it ain't even a child that's taking us out. It's the Lord's test. We are, we are falling away, not at the trial of life, but a simple test of faith. It's important that we make that distinction. Because in understanding, have we really accessed and begin to apply the gift of God's grace by way of his holy word and the indwelling of his Holy Spirit that has gifted us a renewed mind in him? In order to be able to know that, we have to be able to biblically think about, is this a trial of life or is this a test of my faith? And some of us, my brothers and sisters, we have fallen away simply by a test of faith, faith versus a trial of life. Some of those, watch this, now hear me clearly, some of those can be the same thing, right? So let me try to give an example as best as I can. Uh, there's a test of my faith, right? Let's be, here's a test of my faith. Test of my faith is this. It's getting ready to be summertime. The weather is changing. 
and we're going to see um, folks not wear clothes like they would normally wear in the wintertime. And so with that being said, I being a man who am married and happily married and in love, not just love my wife, in love with my wife, I still wrapped in this nasty, sinful flesh. And there are women who are very attractive in this world. And my head can sometimes go on a swivel. I'm just going to preach realness. I don't know about y'all because I'm talking about a renewed mind. This is a test of my faith. Am I going am, am to continue to lust after that? Or in that moment, as a test of my faith, I'm going to say, God, present myself as a living sacrifice. Lord, create me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in this moment, Lord. Help me to not lust after this woman in Jesus' name. Test of faith. Some of y'all, some of y'all never talk about it. Yep, I put myself out there. Since y'all, since y'all good, y'all are holy and acceptable unto God. I understand that you got it all together in Jesus' name. Praise God for you. I, I'm still, I'm still a work in progress. And so, Lord, help me not to have my head on a swivel. And I love, I love my chocolate sunshine. God knows I do. But I'm still in this nasty, sinful flesh. A test of faith. If somebody, if somebody upsets me on the highway and a little road rage wants to come up, am I going to look and say something harsh to them? Test of faith. Trial of life. I go for a routine checkup. And the doctor tells me to come back for additional tests. And after those additional tests, the doctor says something to me that rocks my world in this moment. It's a trial of life. That also, in that moment, brings in a test of faith. Am I going to believe God? Am I going to trust God that he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals? Trial of life. As I mentioned, those things can go together. It can also be separate. So what I want to point out to you, family, is that some of us, not all of us, some of us more so cower away or fall away simply at a test of faith versus a trial of life. God has graced us. He has gifted us not only with his holy word, but his Holy Spirit to keep us steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor in him is never in vain. As Galatians 6 tells us to not get weary in our well-doing because in due season we will reap if we faint not. Family, I'm not telling you to be perfect. I'm telling you to remember that you've been purchased by the blood of the lamb. And that in him, you do have the victory. Whether we see it on this side of glory, or on the other side, we have victory because our home is not this earthly realm. Jesus said, if it was the truth, I, 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 I wouldn't go to prepare or prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there's many mansions. Jesus told Pilate, this word, this kingdom, this world is not my kingdom is not of this world. And so, family, what I'm when you have a renewed mind, 
when you remember the testimony and faithfulness of your God, when that mind is renewed, you'll be able to more quickly and aptly tap into the power of God through his holy word to access his presence and be able to say, for God I live and for God I die. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck begins a new message but stays in Romans 12. 